So, hello and welcome. I was going to say hello, welcome to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> hello, welcome to Paul. <laughs> so That's a my, good one. <laughs> so, my name is Paul and welcome to the 24th episode of the Raw Life Podcast, the podcast where I talk to strangers about their life experiences. The podcasts are now on YouTube, so please check them out. Leave me any feedback, comments, or message me if you want to come on the show. Today, I'm with my guest called Dan. <laughs> called Dan or named Dan? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's good. One. Hi there, I'm Dan. It's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you too, man. It's nice to meet you. Is that, how old are you, Dan? I'm 26. Cool, nice. And where are you from? I am from the Seattle area. Oh, Seattle. What's Seattle yeah. like? Yeah, it, it, crazy. Bunch of liberals. <laughs> no, oh, there's no. just like... Yeah, so it's 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 really nice right now. It's actually sunny and... Um, I don't know what it is in Celsius, but it's right around 40-ish degrees Fahrenheit, which is, I don't know, pretty cold in Celsius, but um, it's nice. There's just a lot of crazy, you know, riots and stuff going on. That's why I say a bunch of liberals, just because there's so many crazy people that are just, you know, being weird. There, there, we had riots and stuff when the whole Black Lives Matter movement started, uh, where people would stand in the middle of the interstate, just stand there. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, protesting that is not going to help anyone. Oh, so it's just still like quite a lot of riots where you are. There, I'm not sure of recently because I've personally just tried to keep myself away from all that news. Yeah. Uh, just because it's like, it, it becomes too much where you just hear a bunch of negative stuff. And so I try to distance myself. So I haven't really been keeping, you know, up to date with all that. Uh, but I would assume that, you know, there's still a bunch of crazy rioters out there. No, okay. I mean, it's one of the reasons I always distance myself from politics because... It's just one of those things where it just always seems negative. So I just, I never keep in like touch of it at all. I just always leave it. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you do for a living? I deliver packages for Amazon. I'm a delivery oh. driver. Uh, I was going to say, it's actually kind of nice because um, I work for a company that was contracted uh, by Amazon. So I like, I'm employed through Amazon, but not at the same time. Like I could still, you know, I still have a badge and everything to like get into the Amazon buildings and, and all of that. But my boss uh, who runs this company will take care of all like my pay and everything. So that's, I'm like kind of contracted. Yeah, it, it's weird. It, it's kind of hard to explain, but I, I I am employed by Amazon, but they don't take care of like anything, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. I've always heard bad things about working for Amazon, especially like in the warehouse department. I don't know about obviously delivery, but... Yeah, so the warehouse workers, from what I understand, they get treated pretty poorly, but I can't really speak to that because I don't really interact with them. I maybe talk to them for like five minutes, you know, out of my day because I'm there for, you know, maybe 10 minutes to pick up my stuff, you know, doing my job, loading up my van. And then I'm there at the end of my day, just kind of dropping off everything that I need to drop off. So I'm not yeah. too sure, but the, the delivery part is awesome, dude. I'm by myself for like eight hours a day. It's it's so great. <laughs> you get your own time. Oh, yeah. I get my podcast time. I get my introverted self-dan time. It's great. I love it. Nice. That sounds pretty chill, actually. <laughs> yeah, it is so great. Do you yeah. ever get any like mad customers? Um, me personally, I haven't really dealt with anyone. Um, I've had like old people yell at me for like walking through their lawn because I'm not going to walk literally all the way around their house just to try and, you know, like get to their side door or whatever because of how yeah. freaking, you know, old people have houses. I, there was actually someone recently who, uh, uh, someone that I work with, he had a shotgun pulled on him. So that was interesting. 
Holy shit. Yeah, like um, the way that it works is the app that we use will tell us sometimes to, you know, go through whatever road is on the map to get to the location, right? And for whatever reason, there's this guy whose road apparently is private, but it's not like registered as private. So when we deliver, we just follow the, you know, the, the map and it leads us through this one guy's property and he's like, pulled people over with a shotgun and he's like, what are you doing on my property? I'm like, it's not our fault, dude. Like we're just trying to do our job and this is how it works. Like if you have a problem, you have to take it up with Amazon. Like we are just a mere pawn in their whole scheme. Fucking hell. Yeah. It, it's weird. We get some pretty angry people, but other than that, I mean like for the most part, no one really is there. They don't answer the door or anything like that. So it's nice. You know, you walk up, place it down and then you move on to the next one. So. Yeah, no, I mean, that sounds all right. It's all the shotgun part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The next two questions I ask everybody that comes on the show. So the first one is, what's the best thing that's ever happened to you? <sighs> the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, not going to lie, I've thought about these a little bit because I have been listening um, to your episodes because I find it fascinating just to kind of hear about the the darker side, I will say, of people's lives. Um, yeah. Not in a bad way, but like, it's just really cool to hear, you know, how people have gone through stuff and then come out on the other side and they're just stronger. I like that. Yeah, um, it, is, it is really interesting to hear because obviously a lot of people have had really bad experiences on, like, not on here, but they've talked about the bad experiences that they've had. Yeah. And um, talk, it's like you said, it's nice to see the positives through it. But I appreciate you listening as well, man. Thank you yeah. very much. And I want to say that just to say I've kind of thought about all your questions, at least the ones <laughs> that you ask rather frequently. But uh, one of the best things I'll say that has happened to me would just be getting married. But it's also been like one of the hardest things because I love having my wife there. You know, I love having someone who is, uh, you know, going to love me no matter what, but it's also so hard because I need to be able to like accept that. And with me being so introverted and so, uh, independent, it's really, really hard for me to, you know, count on someone or to try and even, you know, just accept love, not because I don't know how to do it, but just because that's my personality. Like it's just different. But that's, I would say that's probably one of the best things is just getting married and, you know, having someone that I found that I know is not going to do anything, you know, like we're married. <laughs> so <laughs> now I, I understand that. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from as well. When you do work on your own for so long and then someone else comes in, it's like, oh, fuck. It's it's not even a bad thing. It's just something in the back of your head thinks I've got to rely on this person. And part yeah. of you doesn't want to in a way. Yeah, it's really weird just because it's like you like you, of course, you don't know 100% what they're going to do, but you know, uh, her and I, um, you know, we're just, I don't want to sound super like dumb or like cliche or whatever, but like (laughs) meant to be, I guess is the best way to put it, you know, just kind of how like our lives were. And so it's like, I like, I trust her, but you know, it is scary trying to, you know, uh, trust someone, you know, even if you're, you know, hundred percent with them, because there is that slight, you know, thing in the back of your head. Oh, like, I don't know if they're, you know, going to like me or something like that. So of course that's there, but like, you know, you got to do your best to just kind of put that aside. No, that that's understandable. I mean, how are you finding it down there? Like relying on someone else considering that you was on your own? I found out that it's like, at least in my experience, it's just really hard. Um, and it's been hard to try and get to that point because for the longest time throughout middle school and high school and stuff, like I was by myself, not, not in like, Oh, he's the weird kid. It's like, I just didn't like the people in my class. I didn't want to associate myself with them because they were all just kind of jerks. No, that's understandable. Um, Like, um, I, I tried to explain this to someone else a little while ago and, uh, pretty much, uh, you know how, like you meet someone and you can just tell that they're like artificial and just fake. 
Oh yes, that was uh, yeah. That was like in. my yeah. That was like my entire class growing up uh, because of the school that I went to is a small little private school, and so you could just tell everyone was just super fake and everything, trying to just you know be the most popular kid. And I distanced myself from that, yeah. uh, and so I just became very independent. You know, okay with being alone and whatnot, and so you know growing up with that. And then being married and then trying to live with someone and, you know, make sure that you give them enough time because, you know, you know, you're married, you know, you want to be with them, but also, you know, take enough time to yourself. It's been so hard to balance that out. And I've been married for a year and a half now, and it's still a challenge to try and figure that out. It's really, I mean, I can't speak because I'm not married, (laughs) but I understand, especially about liking your own time to yourself as well. We'll get into the next one. I presume that you haven't seen that what's coming, but what's the worst thing that's happened to you? Um, so I, I'll say at least one of the, one of the things that I've thought about and I've had a couple things that I want to talk about, or at least I should say I could mention, but one, I would say probably one of the worst things that's happened to me is, um, I used to live in Montana and when it would snow in the wintertime, there's this big old gully, we would call it like a big old giant ditch, uh, that everyone would go sledding on. And, um, my mom decided to take us there. Uh, I think it was one day after school. And so, you know, my brothers and I, I have two younger brothers. We were sledding and whatnot. And uh, we decided to go down. And my youngest brother, he I think he was like maybe six at the time. He goes down. And when he gets to the bottom, you know, he starts walking back to us. And there's this these two huge kids. I'll, I'll say like morbidly obese kids. Not to be rude or anything, but these kids were huge. And they yeah. were on one of those big old giant uh, inner tubes that people would like pull behind a boat. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. Like huge kids on this huge raft and they just plow over my brother. And it scared me so bad because I was like, Oh, that's not good. You know, he's six years old. He just got ran over. And so I of course go down there and these kids are standing there like, what do we do? And I just push him aside. And then the father comes over. He's like, Hey man, like, are you okay? And I just look at him. I'm just like, shut your freaking mouth, dude. Like get out of here. Like, if you're really going to try and make this okay by just saying, Hey, like, are you okay? Like piss off. Like, I don't want you there. You know? And my brother is, you know, screaming and everything. Cause he just got ran over and whatnot. Uh, ran over from the back. I should say, uh, we take him up to the car and, um, my mom is, you know, of course feeling his head and everything. And like, he's got this big old giant, like bigger than a softball or a baseball, or I don't know what's a good, you know, like a, like a, I'll say bigger than the size of an orange. I think that's the best way to put it in case you don't know what a baseball is, but bigger than the size of an orange on the back of his head, just this really, really soft spot. I was like, oh shoot, that's not good. And then he starts throwing up and everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to lose my brother. You know, like this is just going to evolve into something that's going to, you know, eventually kill him. Um, and so that was so traumatic for me because I've never had to experience anything like that with my family. That was like the first super serious thing to where my brother could have died right there. You know, he could have died instantly. He could have died over the course of however long it took this thing to, you know, take effect because we didn't know what it was. We just knew that like, if he had a big old giant soft spot on the back of his head, odds are it's like he broke his skull, you know, like there could be more than just inflammation. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was, I was so scared that, you know, I was, I was going to lose my six-year-old brother and not to mention, you know, he's just starting school and I was, I was what middle school, you know, having to try and live with losing a family member, a a brother, you know, that early on, like I didn't want to go through that. So I would say that's probably one of the worst things just because it was so traumatic for me at the time. I can't imagine that what the hell that was like, especially when you see that massive lump as well at the back of the head. 
like what happened like how, did he go to the hospital did he get all checked out or so at the time my mom just didn't know what to do because she was so traumatized um we just did our best to, you know make sure that like he didn't go to sleep because what if it's like a really bad concussion he goes to sleep and he slips into a coma you know yeah, um yeah. we didn't take him to the hospital because we just didn't know what to do it was one of those things where like it happens so fast and you're just not thinking straight to where it's like what do i do you know like the, taking him to the hospital and like moving him around isn't the first thing that you think about yeah so it was just like oh my goodness it, like it, it was it was so traumatic like I, i'll never forget the um the the father or whatever of those two kids he walks over and like i almost pushed him down the hill because he walks over and he's like hey so if you uh if you want to if, if you get better little buddy you know like we'll we'll put you on that tube and we'll send you down i just turn to him i'm like screw you like you're a, you're a piece of crap if you're really going to come over here this kid is still bawling throwing up and you're saying like oh if you get better like you can piss if, off dude like if, you're scum yeah. If you get better, just go on this fucking tube as well. Yeah, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just so disrespectful. Mm, that like, really uh, is. Would... Like, did he even come over just to check on your brother or like at least apologize no. for any of the kids? No, he didn't. He's just like, yeah, if, if you feel better, I'm like, you can't even say I'm sorry, dude. Like, you can't get your kids to come over and be like, hey, man, like, we're real sorry. Like, I mean, to be fair, it wasn't anyone's fault, really. Like there were kids going down on both sides and whatnot, yeah. you know, of this gully. And so it could have happened to anyone. You know, looking back at it, but at that time, it's like, no, like that's your fault. At the time, you know, it's just like I'm pointing blame at you because you're, you know, stupid enough to go down and not really bail off of this thing right before you hit this kid, you know, to try and stop the impact. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah but, I know what you mean. The least he could have done, though, is at least, you know, checked on your brother, made sure he's okay, or yeah. if you guys needed any help. And especially the kids could have come and checked on him as well because they're just kids, you know? Yeah. So it, it was so traumatic, though, you know, being so young and, almost losing someone right in front of your eyes like that. I mean, of course there's been thing, you know, people have had that happen to them and like, I'm sorry, but yeah, it, it, it was rough. Yeah. Very scary. Very, very hard, hard times to try and get over that. And not, you know, consistently well, Dan, think of you that. You said that you had a, a couple more stories that you wanted to tell. What others have you got? Um, so this one is, is just like super, um, psychological okay. if you will um it's not anything that like physically happened but i'd say one of the like more psychological things that's happened to me is um you know how like in horror movies there's always that camera that's up in the corner of the room down on the room uh yeah yes yes sort of like sore and stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. i had a dream this this and this is what like freaks me out because i never dream i'm one of those kids or one of those people i should say that never dreams like i'll oh, wake really? up after like 12 hours i just i never dream i've maybe had like two or three that i remember out of my entire life but uh, anyway, so I, I had this dream, right? And um, I'm laying in bed and I'm looking at myself through that like camera in the corner of the room, right? Looking at myself and this is going to sound weird, but hear me out. The way that I saw myself is the way that I was laying in real life. You know, like you're what kind the of there. Fuck? Like a yeah, live yeah, yeah. feed. Yeah, like a live feed. But the thing is, is that there was someone standing next to me at like the side of my bed. But he, I don't know what it was. It was just this black figure that was bent over right in my face. And like, it scared me so bad because it's like, oh, you know, if it was just like a nightmare or whatever, like that's, that's fine. Usually, you know, nightmares happen. But the thing is, is like, I saw myself laying that position in that position. I saw my room exactly how my room was when I woke up and freaked out. And so it's like everything that I saw 
was how it was in real life. And that's what freaked me out so bad. So I'm thinking to myself, if there's this figure standing there and they're literally bent over at the waist in my face, looking at me, watching me sleep, then it's got to be real. It scared me so bad. I woke up and I didn't sleep for like three days because I had no clue what it was. I, like, shit. And like, I'm a firm believer in that stuff and like ghosts and whatnot. Like I've personally never seen any, but like, it, it, it's kind of like the whole alien thing. Like people believe in aliens. Yeah. It's like, there's gotta be something like, there's no way that there's just not like some sort of ghost or something like that. Or, you know, whatever it is that like, you know, like there, yeah, there's like, so many possibilities. I, w- I was talking to a guy on the last podcast. Well, uh, one that I had done today. And we was talking about aliens and stuff, saying like I don't, I like I personally don't believe there's little green men with lasers running around and you know aliens and stuff like that. But there's got to <laughs> yeah, yeah, be yeah. some sort of life form on another planet. There yeah. just has to be. Like biologically, we we can't just be the only sort of life here. It just mm-hmm. wouldn't make sense. Now with, yeah. with the girls thing, like I I I'm not 100 percent convinced there is ghosts, but I'm also not convinced that there isn't something there. So, so there's two main reasons. So obviously, if there's a heaven and a hell, and the bad people like go to hell, where the hell <laughs> do these ghosts come from if they're being creepy and fuck? Like yeah, uh, you uh, know, it's yeah. hell just letting people round round or what? <laughs> so that, yeah. that that's a bit like you know this evening on like the hell for punishment. That's another conversation now. But the other yeah. one is like, why don't anyone ever see like ghost animals, like a ghost whale or a ghost dog? You know, like it always seems like human uh, figures. Oh, true, yeah, yeah, and true. I just thought it's a bit odd. Like, I'm not saying it, it, I'm ruling it out completely because I still get creeped the fuck out. Like, I just got creeped out with your story. I'm checking my, <laughs> but like, it's I don't know. Some some things just don't add up with it. But I I do like the mystery too. I really do. Yeah, no, you bring up a really good point. I've never thought about it. It's like, it's never been fully confirmed, but it's also never been like fully debunked. Exactly. So it's like, what what could it be? Because like, you know, you watch those ghost shows and it's like, oh, these, you know, these people just so happen to have captured the shadow fit. You know what I'm saying? Like one in a million chance of something to happen, but like it did. So is it real or is it not real? It's just, it, it's so weird to think that it could be real, but it's not. Yeah, it's Not to mention to the whole animal thing. Yeah, it's I like I love talking about it. It's always fun to explore because you yeah. always find out new stuff. And like another thing as well, this will be the last one that I'll start asking you questions. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this, okay. <laughs> this will be the I was gonna say I'm gonna say it bloody again. Now I've lost my words. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, another thing which I found odd is these like ghosts or spirits and orbs that always took on bad cameras. Today's technology, like you can take a fucking photo brilliantly. So why is it always old cameras? It still has that yeah. creepy vibe to it, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it, it's so true. It's like, you know, UFOs or something. They're always taking on, like, old, you know, crappy flip phones. And it's like, why can't you just pull out a smartphone and do it? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but no, as well, especially, like, in the digital age when we've got so much technology, it's just something it's so hard to tell, which is fake as well. No, exactly. I, I agree with you 100%. But I, I mean, man, I'd love to do another podcast where we just talk about this sort of stuff. Oh my it'd, goodness, it'd me be, too. It'd be wicked. I'll try and get some people together for like a Halloween special. <laughs> That'd be <After> sick. That. <laughs> so I'll spin this wheel. It'll give me a random question. And I've obviously <laughs> inputted all the questions, so I don't know what's going to come up. Mm-hmm. The first one is, what's the biggest misconception people have about you? Biggest misconception people have about me? I would honestly say it's that I'm like socially awkward. And it's not that I'm socially awkward. It's not like I just don't want to talk to people that I don't know. Like I, I'm very okay with being in a room and being quiet and like on my phone. Like I'm okay with that. It's not like I feel weird about it or anything. And it's not like I have to go talk to you just because we're in a social situation. 
I just don't want to do that because I don't know you. I've yeah. been, I've been burned a lot, you know, trying to do that in my life. Uh, you know, kind of going back to the whole high school thing. It's like, there's so many fake people. It's like, it doesn't matter how you speak to them or like, if you're friends with them, like they're going to burn you for their own personal gain. And of course, I don't want to say that everyone is like that, but that's my experience with it. And I don't want to just go talk to someone just because they're there. You know, yeah. I, that's not who I am. I'd rather make friends rather than make small talk. So oh, I would say small that talk. I don't, I really don't like small talk. <laughs> small talk can go. I hate yeah. it so much. It's like the, the, uh, uh, thing that I have about it is like, if you need small talk, it's because you're too uncomfortable with being quiet that you need to reach out to someone to then small talk, even if they don't want to do it. So you're then already putting someone in a bad situation for your personal gain. Yeah. So to show I hate that. Yeah. It's fucking annoying. But like to show that you're comfortable with someone, you can just sit in a room, silence with each other, and just literally just chill. Yeah. And, and that's and like what that, I love. Yeah. And the, the sad part is, is that strangers can't do that because there needs to be some sort of communication. Otherwise, someone feels weird. And it's like, I don't want to feel weird just to make you feel better. Not to say that, like, I won't do something for you. But at the same time, I'm not going to put myself in a weird position because you're in a weird position. Because then all it is is flipping the table. <laughs> no. like, that makes no sense it makes no well, sense to me <laughs> the worst part of small talk is when someone comes up to you they're like so Dan how's the weather and it's just like oh yeah, exactly. I don't care about the damn weather no. I've never cared about the damn weather <laughs> my favorite is when they come up and they ask that and they try and ask another question and then you're like oh you know it's it's fine you know how are you doing and then they just don't say anything and then walk off because they're like <laughs> awkward about it it's like what the heck is what like you you initiated this with me. Why are you making me feel weird? Because you don't want to answer. I hate it so much. I hate it. Next time someone tries to small talk me about the weather, I'm just going to say, what is weather? Oh, my <laughs> goodness. What happens. That would be beautiful. You, you'd have to record that and let me know because I want to see how, how like That's creeped absolutely. out they get. They're like, wait, wait, what? Like, <laughs> what is weather today? <laughs> what is weather? <laughs> what is rain, really? Rain's just a concept. <laughs> <laughs> true what is your biggest regret in life oh man um hopefully you didn't see that question coming <laughs> no i didn't see that one coming i never thought about that one <laughs> um my biggest regret i would say so one of the only things that i can think of is i used to play soccer or football you know actual like good football not hand egg um in <laughs> high school and yeah. I didn't play my senior year, my, my final year of high school because of whatever stupid reason. And, um, it just led me down a really weird path. Uh, and it just like, it, it seemed like I just kept going down to like, I don't want to say rock bottom. And like, it, it really wasn't too bad. It was just like, I was, you know, lonely and I was working at a dead end job and everything. But I think one of my biggest regrets is not taking that year to play football and actually like try to continue to excel at it so that I could get, you know, like a good scholarship or something and like go to university somewhere. Um, because it just kind of set my life down a really dull path. Do you reckon you was on this dull path purely because you missed that one year of football? I would say so because I had a lot going for me then. And I just decided for whatever reason to not play. I really don't remember the reason why I just didn't play. And like, I look back now and I see, Oh, because of this, you know, I started doing this and I can kind of see how it kind of sculpted the path that I'm on a little bit at least, or at least started it. But, yeah. um, I would say that 
that's probably one of my biggest regrets just because it, I see the life that I have now. And of course, I'm not trying to say that like my life sucks or anything. I don't want to say that, but it's, it's just, you could have been on the different path. I could have been down a different path and one that I think I would have potentially enjoyed more just because I love football. Ah, yeah. It's, it's like my brother. My brother fucking loves it. <laughs> what what team does he just, uh, excuse me, what team does he support? He's a West Bromwich Albion fan. Oh, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're <laughs> not that you? great. They're going to yeah. get really good. I'm a Chelsea fan. Oh, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, a long story, but. I was going to say, how did you even end up liking football? Like, so, especially the Premier yeah, League, because it's more obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. Premier League's more a bit over UK. Yeah, yeah. So I originally played baseball when I was a kid and I hated it because it was so boring. I would just stand there and I'm like, there's no point in playing a sport if I'm literally not running or like having fun. Like I hate this. So then my mother was like, I don't want you to play like American football because she was one of those parents. She's like, I don't want you to get hit by someone. You know what I mean? Like plowed into someone and like break a leg or something. And so she's like, why don't you try soccer? And I was like, okay, I'll try that. And I actually really enjoyed it. And I was really, really good at it. So I just kept going and um, I played, like I said, in high school and my teachers, uh, two of my teachers really, really liked Chelsea uh, for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know how that started, but they really liked Chelsea. And so naturally I would go against my teachers. I'd be like, nah, dude, Chelsea sucks. Like they, like it's, it's awful. And then I actually started watching their games and I really enjoyed watching how they played for some yeah. reason. And I just started liking them, you know, 10 years ago or whenever it was. Oh, damn. Have you ever been yeah. out to UK to watch Chelsea game? Uh, so I have been out to the UK and I was able to go to the Chelsea stadium, Stanford bridge, yeah. but the timing, I, I, I don't know what happened, but I got the times mixed up. And so they were playing Arsenal a couple of years ago. Um, and I would have watched that game, but I wasn't able to, because I missed the times, but I got to see like all the players and stuff leave when John Terry was still playing and Drogba, I think showed up for a little bit. So I got to see a lot of like big name players. It was really cool. That's really, really cool, man. At least you get yeah. to see that. Yeah, true. That's crazy, man. Does this thing that my brother goes to, I think they used to have it every year where it might be called Soccer Aid or stuff like that, where some of the old players play, like David Beckham and stuff like that, against oh. like celebrities. I think what? it's called Soccer Aid. They do it every year, but obviously I think it's been cancelled this year for COVID. But I'll, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll do some research into that and I'll find out what it's called and I'll send you the details. You might, it might be something that you might love. So, Oh, that'd be so cool. Thank you. It's all good, man. I'll let you know. Thanks. The next question I have for you. Have you ever cheated on someone or helped someone else cheat? Um, no, I have never done that. Um, so the next song we have for you is from Adam and it's called Your Side of This Old Bed. Sleep at night 
I would say I'm very loyal in terms of that. Yeah. Uh, it's like my my uh, idea behind it is like, why would I be with them if I, or like, why would I cheat on them if I didn't want to be with them? Yeah, or if I wanted I, to be with them, why would I cheat on them? There we go. No, that so, that's the same mindset I have. Like, if I just didn't want to be with someone, then I'd just break up with them and then get with the other person. Yeah, just, because I mean, I've seen so many people, like they say like, oh yeah, you know, I love you so much, blah, blah, blah. But then that person goes and like cheats on them. Even if it is just one time, I mean, it still is cheating. And it's like, why would you do that? Why would you just like blatantly lie to their face? Because not only are you scarring them and like theoretically destroying a big part of their life, but you're also just like mentally scarring them. You know, like, yeah. you're, like you're, you're doing so much more damage than just, oh, I cheated on you. We're done. Like you, you probably destroyed, you know, their trust in people. You know, you probably destroyed you know, their last five years or however long it was, you know, you, you did so much damage. I, I don't want to be held responsible for that. Yeah. That's, um, that's a lot to take. I mean, I think some people are just, obviously some people have got to be okay with it because they cheat, but yeah, I, I don't think I'd just, I don't think I could do it. Like, I don't want to ever do it. Like I know for a fact I wouldn't do it. It's the actual just weight of that guilt that would be on my shoulders if I did do it. I just, yeah. Yeah. I'm one of those people who I hate making others feel bad for any reason whatsoever. Like if I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. You know, if, if you're disappointed in me, then like I will do everything in my power to try and like make sure at least next time it's not bad like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so I'm, I'm much of a people pleaser, but it's, it's that idea of like, why would you make someone just feel so bad because of something dumb that you want to do? Yeah. It, it's just that idea behind it. It just hurts me thinking about, you know, how, how someone can do that because you're, be, you're just being selfish. That's all it is. You're being so selfish. I yeah, just don't see it like that. People are greedy though, aren't they? So yeah, it's, that's true. The greed just gets to him. That's the problem. Be about a special person in your life. A special goodness. I haven't heard this one either. Shoot. Oh, sorry, um, <laughs> bless you. Um, a special person in my life. I would say, uh, other than my wife, because I don't want to give that super basic answer. Um, yeah, yeah. I would say he. I, I would say my good friend Zach. Um, he has been with me since I. Him and I. So, a little backstory. I, I lived in Las Vegas for you know my younger schooling years. So you oh, know damn, from really. Yeah, Las Vegas, dude. That was fun. I was going to say, it, what it, was that like growing up, especially with all the gambling around there? So when you're a kid, of course, you don't really notice that stuff. So I never really noticed it until I went back um, years and years later when I was older. Um, but it was just kind of cool because um, it's so developed in terms of just everything is like a suburb. So, you know, I lived so close to a lot of my friends and whatnot. So I would just bike over there, you know, so I miss that. But you don't really notice it. I lived really far away from the strip and like all the casinos and stuff. So it, it was just like a place to live. I don't know how else to say that, but. <laughs> um i lived there for you know a while and then before i went into middle school or sixth grade or whatever age that is i uh, moved up to montana and uh, my good buddy zach he was moving up from texas and we were going to the same school and i met him on like the you know you have like orientation or whatever like a few days before you actually go to school just to like meet everyone and meet the teachers and whatnot and so i showed up that there with my really? parents yeah, you guys don't have that there? No, no. Literally, you get to school. It's day one. You're at school. <laughs> oh, well, I remember having <laughs> orientation. And like, you go around and say hi to your teachers. So then you can kind of just like know everyone. Maybe there was just like this private school that I went to. Maybe that's just how they did things. But um, I went there. I met Zach. 
And he's been like one of my best friends ever since. And, you know, it's been, oh gosh, well over, well over 12 years that him and I have known each other. We've driven cross country together. Uh, he went to school down in Florida. And so I would have to drive back with him all the way, you know, to Montana, uh, which is super far. It's like a four day trip and we would drive cross country together and do all this stuff. And we've traveled together and everything. I would say he was probably one of the, uh, probably one of the best, um, friends that I've, you know, kept in contact with just because he's such a solid guy and, you know, laughs all the time, but he's also like super, super, uh, sweet and gentle and everything. And like, he knows how to handle a situation, uh, gingerly and everything. So I would, I, I forget originally what your question is, but I would say he's probably <laughs> one of the more, um, influential people, I would say just because of how forgiving he is. And I'll leave he, it at that. He does sound really, really special. He sounds yeah. really, really cool. It sounds like he's been a law mate to you as well from what you've told me just. Oh yeah. It, it's so funny because, um, over here, he's a big American football fan. So he likes the Dallas Cowboys. So I said, Zach, even though I hate American football, I will be a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan just for you. And so <laughs> every week we're disappointed. <laughs> and it sucks. <laughs> I think the Dallas Cowboys aren't too good. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, they're at the top of their like uh, uh, division or whatever, but they're like one in five. They just suck so bad. <laughs> they're oh, so awful. Um, I've always wanted to go to an American football game. Like, I'm not big on sports, but I just mm -hmm. think the idea of going to one and a baseball game just to see what just the experience is like. So, I mean, baseball. Please don't like, it, <laughs> like, I don't mean any disrespect to baseball. Like I have a few people that I like watching like Trevor may, he's a big streamer guy, but he also is the pitcher for the Minnesota twins. And I love watching him just because, you know, I know him, but baseball in and of itself is just so slow. If you're looking for something like football or, you know, soccer or American football, or, you know, even basketball, like at least it's a little more fast paced. So, you know, it's yeah. consistent, like, you know, screaming of the fans and all that stuff. Baseball is just so slow. Well, this you can't is the do thing. it. I, I, I'm not too keen on any watching any sports. I'm just not a sports person. Like yeah. I, when I, when I put them on the telly, like I just fall asleep like an old man. <laughs> <laughs> so it, 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 like I've been to a few games. Like I went to an England versus Germany game at Wembley. Oh. My, bro my, bro my brother got me tickets and literally me and my dad was just like, well, my dad was cold, but he loves the football, but I was nodding off. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would love um, to see an England-Germany game. It was, I mean, Eng England lost, but it was cool to see, but I was just thinking, fuck, it's really cold. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I get that. <laughs> but I think seeing, seeing, some, seeing some of these different sports that I've just never experienced might be a bit interesting even though they could send me to sleep as well. <laughs> yeah. And I think like one of the cool things about it is just like the atmosphere. Um, for example, I was in Germany for a while and I went to like a tier three German game. It was like just really crappy teams, but like it was so much fun because the home fans, like everyone was a family kind of thing. And so just to have like that camaraderie was so cool and just like feeling accepted like that was just really neat. Even though I didn't speak a lick of German. <laughs> what is the scariest situation you've been in the scariest situation yeah i'll go with this there's this one guy uh, i won't say his name um yeah. he was a grade a douchebag like i hated him yeah he was just he was scum he, he was one of those guys who would uh directly just like straight up lie to your face and then go out and like make your life just hell like it was awful um he for the longest time 
um, would lie about me. And like this one person I was dating at the time, you know, just make a bunch of lies up. Nothing was true. And then it spread around the school and then I would get talked to about it. You know, it was one of those things. Just a shit Yeah. Like I, like that's an understatement. He, <laughs> oh my goodness. Like this kid was awful because no one liked him. And so what we would do is we would just like pick on him. So, I mean, like given it was kind of asking for it, but it wasn't anything like super bad. It was just like poking fun at, you know, like, of course there's like bullies and stuff. And then there's people, you know, who just kind of like joke around. We would just joke around with him. Um, and there was one day to where I don't remember what we did, but we did something. And of course I was the target because I think he just really hated me for whatever reason. And so I was a target. And so, you know, I was running away from him and he's running after me and we are on a wet, uh, football pitch and I slip and fall. And what he does is he just like jumps and like lands on my chest. Ooh. And I was like, shoot, like that didn't feel very good, you know? Um, and if anyone knows, like if, if you're a big boy, which, you know, I wouldn't say he's big, but he was very athletic. And so, you know, he was pretty hefty in terms of like muscle and yeah. he just like jumps on your chest. Like you should probably die, you know, with, with the force and everything and how heavy he was. Like I probably should have been dead or at least my rib cage should have been crushed. And so he, he did that. And ever since that point in time, he started to then pretend that I was or that he was people in my class getting fake numbers and texting me. And this what? went on for, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was weird. And like, I didn't find all this out until the very end, but, but follow, follow me. So what he would do is he would pretend to be people in my class. And here's the thing, like I was stupid enough to not talk to these people about it, but it was also one of those things where like, I just took it for face value. I was like, Oh, you know, I'll, uh, like a fake name I'll use, you know, like, Oh, Isaac, like, you know, like, I'm not going to go speak to Isaac about it. Cause like we, we were talking about it through text, you know, kind of one of those things. And so he would, he would uh, try to find out all these things about someone that I was dating at the time, you know, like what's going on. Uh, he would try to find out about like who I was potentially hanging out with. He would try and figure out, you know, where, where I had to be at whatever time, you know, like he was really just being creepy and stuff about it. What happened uh, over the course of however long it was, um, he pretty much snapped one night over the, over whatever text it was. And so then I, I was like, oh, shoot, like, you know, I, I confronted who I thought he was at the time. And this kid was like, no, that wasn't me. Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, wait, so someone's been pretending to be you for however long it was trying to gain all this information because I was kind of close to this one kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so like he, he this kid knew it and was like trying to text me and figure out all this stuff about me. And um, so pretty much what happened is I, found, I didn't know who it was. I didn't know that this kid was, you know, pretending to be all these other people. And so he knew all this information about me. He knew all this information about my family, all this information that I was, um, uh, of the people that I was dating at the time. And so over the course of the next week, after I found out I was him, he would like legitimately threaten to kill the people that I knew he would, he would send me these texts and he's like, Oh, you know, like so-and-so looks nice today. Like these really creepy, just awful text up. messages. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And like, I didn't know it was, I didn't know it was this kid. Right. I was like, who are you? You know? And they would like mentally mess with me. They would try and get in my head and everything. And so I, I was dealing with this, you know, not saying anything to anyone trying to, you know, figure out who it was. I called private investigators and they wouldn't do anything, you know, because I was like, I don't want to take this to the police. Cause I don't even know who it is. What can they do? And so I, I I'm sitting here and I'm like, what the, what the frick's going on? Like, who are you? And over time, um, I, I kind of started to figure out, oh, it was maybe, you know, I'll, I'll give him a name. It was maybe, you know, let's just say John, 
you know, it, it was, it was John over this time. I was like, ah, oh, you know, he's starting to start to sound like this. You know, I would try and ask some, you know, pressing questions and, you know, he would give a little bit of information over a long story. I thought it was John. Right. And so, um, I was like, John, like, you need to stop. Like, this is messed up. You know, he still threatened, you know, like kill the person that I was with, you know, he, he threatened my brothers, you know, he, th- he freaking had the audacity to threaten to like rape my mother, you know, what like just, fuck? Th- yeah, just like these super messed up things. Right. And so I was like, I don't know what I have done to make your life this miserable, but like you're making my life miserable because I have to live with these things. Like, of course, I know nothing's going to happen because you have no balls. Like you're just all talk, no show. But at the same time, you don't talk like that and plant the seed in someone's head that you're going to like kill someone that means something to someone. Like you don't do that. You don't threaten to rape someone's mother because you're mad at someone. Like you, you don't do that. And so then what I did is I, I was like, mom, dad, like, I don't know what to do, but I know it's this person doing something like I, I I'm giving this to you. Cause I don't know what to do. And my dad is just like, nah, dude, it's fine. And I was like, no dad, like he threatened to rape mom. And my dad stood up and he's like, if I ever come across that kid, like I will, I will slit his throat. Like I will kill this kid. You know, like, I don't care what age he is. Like I will kill this kid. You don't threaten to rape my wife. You know, you don't do that. You don't threaten to rape someone's mother. That's stupid. And so then we called the cops and pretty much what happened is the cops went to their house and uh, my mother actually knew the cop that went over there. And so long story short, uh, we found out that it actually was this kid, but nothing happened. You oh, know, really? It was him. Nothing all happened. He, no, it was him. It was him. I'm hundred percent sure it was him. And the mother of the kid knew that it was him, but the kid just lied about it. And so the cops can't do anything Holy because the kid was just lying shit. about it. And so I was like, man, like, I, I, I just don't know. That's messed up. I, fucking hell. I don't know why you would do something like that to someone. Like, it makes no sense. Like, I can understand, you know, if you're trying to mess with someone a little bit in terms of like, oh, I just kind of want to scare them. But you don't threaten to like kill someone or like rape someone. You, you don't do that. That's messed no. up. That's like, that's like stuff that can get you thrown into jail. That's very know? psychotic stuff. Yeah. And so um, one of the scariest things that's happened to me is that like being just like, mentally like abused like that because I I didn't know what was going on for so long. I was living in this lie for so long. And then to find out that it wasn't who I thought it was, you know, that shattered my, uh, shattered my world at the time. Cause I was like, who have I been talking to for so long? Why are they threatening me like this? It must've been fucking scary to find it that that wasn't the same guy you was talking to. No, it wasn't because it, like I said, it wasn't just, you know, one or two people like this kid pretended to be multiple people at different times so, and it was scary, you know, that, oh my goodness. Like it was, it was messed up. There, there's, you know, more to it, but I, I'd rather not get into it just yeah. because I feel like for terms of like personal identity, I don't want to say anything, yeah. but my goodness, like there, there's more to it that will just make you, it, it makes you question how people can just be so idiotic and just so messed up. And you're like, why, why do that? Like, what do you gain out of that besides some like sadistic laughter? What I always think, I know it's probably just a very easy way to sum this up, but I think some people literally just put on his earth just to be cruel. I hate to say that I really fucking do because I, I really hope everyone has a bit of good and bad inside of them. But I just think some people are put on here just to be cruel. I agree with you. Like there's, there's no reason to do that rather than just to be cruel and mean and disrespectful and to literally ruin someone's mental state 
Like there, there's no reason to do any of that besides just be a douchebag. Was there any more messages after the police went? Um, so after the police went, um, because like I said, the police officer knew my mom pretty well. Yeah. She, yeah. He came over and he's like, we think it's him, but we're not hundred percent sure. Cause he's denying everything. So we can't do anything about it. But, uh, the police officer said like, from me to you, like speaking to my mom, like I know it's him, but I just can't do anything, you know? Yeah. So uh, after that, like nothing happened, like it stopped because I guess a kid was scared enough, but it kind of just like fizzled out like right then and there, which I mean, I guess is good because then I wasn't, you know, experiencing any of that again. But it was, you know, no, no justice, I guess is the right way to put it, because I mean, yeah. I would have wanted like I never would wish anything bad to my enemies, but at the same time, like you don't do that. Like I wish at least a kid would have gone to jail you know, or juvie or whatever to at least think about what he's doing because like, I don't want him in the future to get pissed off or whatever, to then do that to someone else. That's what I'm worried about. That recurring event. If it happens to someone else would be fucked up. Yeah. I mean, like for all I know, he could be a serial killer, like not to of course wish that or, you know, think that, but like if someone at an early age starts something like that, how sadistic can they get in 15 years? You know what yeah. I mean? Like how, how far can that be pushed? It's fucking scary to think of stuff like that. Yeah. It, it petrifies me. Well, the next question will be interesting if it's a yes, then So, <laughs> have you ever had satisfying revenge on someone? Oh man. Um, and it's like I said, you know what? Time. yeah, 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 yeah. So this is another long story. So if I have to cut it short, let me know. Um, okay, so, so long, uh, I'll try and keep this as, simple as possible but you know i was um after high school i started working at a retail store uh target if you know what target is yeah and um yeah so i started working there and uh, i met this girl and we started dating um and pretty much what happened is like we were together for i think like eight months or something like that before uh i i came up to my mom i was like hey mom you know like i think i'm gonna propose like it's kind of short but like we hang out all the time like i'm pretty confident in this my mom was like just take one more day, Daniel, to think about it. Take a, or take another week or something like that. She said something like, think about it just a little bit more. When I started thinking about it, I was like, you know what? This probably isn't the best thing for me to do because what would happen is the father of that family worked up in Alaska. And so he would be gone three months and then back for like a, for like a week. It, it was a really messed up situation. And so whenever he was gone, they tried to, that family would try and like, I don't want to say this and sound weird, but like they would try and make me the father figure. Like they would Ooh. tell me to like, be the father of the house. I was like, excuse me, what? Like, no. And like at the time I didn't think about it. I thought about just like, oh, you know, I'm helping them out. You know, like I'm trying to help out, you know, this, this father that I kind of look up to because he was a really nice guy and I really did look up to him. And it's like, well, while he's gone, I can at least, you know, do this to try and help him out. But the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, they're wanting me to pretty much be the father figure without, of course, like providing the income. And I was like, I don't know if I can do that. You know, I'm 18 or, or what? No, I think I was like 20 or something like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm 20 years old. I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm supposed to try and be this father figure. Super messed up, right? Yeah, that that's really strange. And it's such a big responsibility to put on an 18-year-old being a father figure. Yeah, it was weird. Um, and so, uh, long story short, I started thinking about it. And um, I eventually came to the conclusion, like, yeah, I can't do this. Like, I need to break up uh, with her because I, j- I just can't do it. Like, it, it's too much stress on me. Um, I'm, it doesn't put me in a good spot. I'm angry all the time because of it. Like I'm definitely not in a healthy, uh, healthy mindset. And so I thought about it for about a month. I was like, how do I bring this, you know, about how do I break up with her? So I, I broke up with her. Right. Um, 
And literally the day after she goes out and sleeps with my best friend at the time, you know, they, they get to get, yeah, it was messed up. And I don't mean anything to him, but she was a very manipulative person. And I didn't see that until after we were done. And so, you know, I, I have no uh, angst against him because he actually called me a couple of years later and he's like, Hey, like, I'm real sorry. I just want to explain myself. He explained, I was like, no, it's all good. Whatever. she's a, she's a hoe anyway. And so, um, she sleeps with him. Right. And they, they're together and whatnot. And I don't know this and I'm, you know, super, super depressed. And, you know, I think it was like in two months, I lost like 30 pounds. Cause I was so depressed at the time, like just really, really rock bottom, low, low uh, point in my life. And so pretty much what happened is um she decided that she wanted to move out to portland uh, portland oregon and uh she was it was weird because she was keeping me updated on everything like she wanted to get back together but yet she's having she was like with this guy right and so what happened is um you know she moves out there and everything and uh she gets mad at me for whatever reason i don't know whatever you know water under the bridge if anything and pretty much what happens is i find out that um i wouldn't even necessarily necessarily say like i did anything pretty much I, I just like told her straight up i'm like i know you're not living the way that you want to be living you know like you say that you are this but you're definitely not that and she got real pissed at me and hung up the phone and had <laughs> never said anything to me again you know like she's like yeah i want to live more religiously and everything i was like you're definitely not doing that if you're doing this and she just got mad at me and hung up the phone because i was like i'm done with you and so pretty much that that escalated into just like causing her life to go into turmoil and like, I don't want to say that like, that's a satisfying revenge kind of thing, but it just kind of helps me to like sleep better to know that she, she saw what she needed to do. She wasn't living like that. I said something just to try and encourage her. She took it the wrong way and just let her life like spiral out of control. And like, I wouldn't, I don't want to say again, like I, I would never wish anything on my worst enemy, but like, it felt kind of good to know that like in the long run, like I didn't do anything wrong. I did everything right for myself. And she just was the cause of everything that was negative in my life. And at, at least at that time. And so I felt good because, you know, it was kind of like revenge at the same time, because then it was yeah. just like confirmation that it wasn't necessarily me. Like, yeah, I could have done, you know, a little slip up here and there, but it, it was her, like she was the root of everything, the cause of everything. And it made me feel kind of good. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it's having that, like you said, that confirmation that she was the actual problem in this. Yeah. And I imagine that's why it felt good. And sometimes, you know what, it's going to sound fucked up, but when bad people when bad people do bad stuff and they fuck it up, it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's so true. It's really like it, fucking good. <laughs> yeah. It, it just felt good to know that after everything that happened and all the pain that was caused, you know, because I felt like I needed to do the right thing, that like in the long run, she just got, you know, bit in the butt, you know, like straight up, just everything went downhill. I was like, it's kind of nice to know. You know, it, it kind of feels good. Not necessarily revenge, but I would say that's probably one of the closest things to it. So it's more of a satisfying, like where you just watch it and have like a sip of tea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like a form of revenge, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll ask yeah, you these good. last two questions, and then we can leave it there, if you like. Sure. So the next one: Do you hold any grudges against anyone? No. Um, ah, no grudges whatsoever. I, I I do my best to forgive and forget. Um, or at least forgive and try to put aside whatever it was. Um, you know, like with the stories I told you, like I said, I would never wish the worst thing on my worst enemy. I would never wish anything like that. And so I do my best to just try and forgive. It's like, I understand that you caused me pain. I understand that you caused, you know, my life to go the way that it was going, but you are going to continually win 
if I hold a grudge and continually think about it. So you have to let it go. I mean, I think you're a better man than me because there's there's a, a guy that fucking he done a lot of damage to my life and I like I still can't forgive him today. Like I fucking can't stand this kid. <laughs> no, I get you. I get so you. you. I mean, you're there, a better man than me with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are of course some people that I just hate with a passion, but like at yeah. the same time, like I don't want to see these people. But I'm not gonna like if I see them in public, I'm gonna at least you know say hey and be like. How you doing? You know, and at least try and be cordial, if anything, because that, like, like I said, I'm, I'm a very firm believer that like people, like if they're causing you harm, like they're doing it on purpose. Ninety nine percent of the time, they're causing you harm on purpose. And if you dwell on it and continually think about it, they're winning. And it's like yeah. I don't want them to win. Like I, I want yeah. to be the winner here. <laughs> and so I, I, I do my best to not. I mean, if I really thought about it, I probably do. If I'm being honest with you, because, you know, like I said, there's been some really screwed up stuff in my life that's happened. But at the same time, it's like I like to think that, you know, I I forgive and forget or at least forgive and try and move on. So I was going to say this would have been the last question, but there's one more I want to ask you. No, of and course. I'm just, yeah. I'm just curious because obviously you seem like quite a positive and, you know, quite a happy person, you know, willing to forgive. But mm-hmm. so I want to I want to ask you this. So what is your favorite thing about yourself? Oh, my gosh. Um because it does, it does seem like you're a very forgiving person. It seems like you're very kind-hearted. So I'm really uh, curious, which what's the main thing that you do like about yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say this: like, there was a long time where I was really angry, and I hated being angry. So I think that's where the positivity comes out because I hated <laughs> how I was, and yeah. so it, it was kind of just like a mental thing. Like, you can't be like that, Dan. Like, you gotta be a little more positive, a little more happy. Because, you know, I was. You know, my mother would tell me, she's like, Daniel, no one wants to be around you because you're such a piss off all the time. I was like, yeah, all right, I gotta change stuff. But I would say, <laughs> probably one of the the things that I like most about myself would be how um, I would say probably how I'm able to counsel myself. There, I spend because I spend so much time alone at my job, and you know I'm a very um, introverted person, so I like to be by myself. I have been able to help, like I don't want to say coach myself, but for lack of a better term, coach myself, counsel myself through a lot of things. And so, being able to have that internal dialogue, or that you know that external dialogue with yourself. And being able to help yourself, you know, overcome certain things and, you know, maybe like there, I, I can't think of any specifics, but, uh, I know recently there's been a couple things to where I've like changed my mind. Like I was going to do something. I'm like, ah, you got to think about that, man. You know, I like, can change it. I was like, eh, you're probably right. You know? And so it's kind of like having that second person, if you will. But I think that would probably be one of the favorite, uh, the things that I like about myself the most is being able to talk to myself and feel like I'm my own counselor. Because I know my limitations and I know what I can and can't do, but I also know that, like, I know myself inside and out. Like, who's a better counselor than yourself? And so I think that's, uh, yeah, that's what I would argue. I'm probably um, most happy with that. Nice. That's really fucking cool to hear. <laughs> <laughs> and like, um, it probably sounds like I'm a lunatic. It's like, oh man, Dan talks to himself all the time. Um, no, like, it, I, it really doesn't, honestly. I swear to God, Dan. Like, <laughs> when I'm trying to figure out problems, sometimes I'll just literally like, I'll tap my head or I'll be like, hmm, and I'll start talking to yeah. myself and I'll be like, no, this yeah. isn't a solution. Yeah, and it's kind of funny. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, my mom and dad always said, you're not crazy for talking to yourself, but you're crazy yeah. when you start answering yourself. And I'll be like, huh, 
I've started answering myself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because there have been so many times recently to where like I'll be in my van, you know, driving, delivering and stuff. And I'll be like, ah, you know, like how, how do you feel? And like, I'll actually answer myself, you know, like trying to have a two-way conversation. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, if someone was sitting in this van with me, they probably think I have like some sort of brain lag or like my brain isn't all there. Like I'm, I'm that weird. Like it's so funny to hear myself do it. And then you say that I'm like, Man, I answer myself literally all the time and out loud. Like I'm the crazy one. It looks like we're both going down the crazy path, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean we can do it holding hands. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm good. We just gotta decide if you're coming to UK or I'm going to America. <laughs> the last question I have for you is do you have an end goal in life? Yeah, the finale. Um I would say the end goal for me is I really, when I was a kid, I didn't have too much. Not to say that in like, oh, I need stuff, but you know, my father was in between jobs all the time and like my mother did what she could. And so my end goal in life is if I was to have kids, and I say if just because, you know, you never know what can happen, but I want to try and leave enough of a legacy, I guess. Nah, legacy sounds like too much. I want to leave enough though to where when I pass, like my kids and everything have the life that they want. So it's not something that they feel forced into. It's something that naturally happens. You know, like I want to be able to support my kids. I want to be able to provide for my kids and be able to make sure that I can give them the life that they want rather than just like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like you'll figure it out. Like I want to be there with them. I want to make sure that they're you know, financially sound, at least early on. I want to make sure that the jobs that they have are the jobs that they want, not just something that they have to do. Um, so I, I would say my end goal is to make sure that my family's taken care of in the best way possible. I think, I think that's a good end goal. It's a, it's a very, very similar end goal that a lot of people with families do have. And it, it does make me think, you know, because normally everyone always thinks uh, this is the most important, that's the most important. But when you have a family, it always seems to be the family is like the priority. It's just interesting yeah. how it takes over instantly. Yeah. And I think, and like, of course I don't have kids, so I can't really speak on this, but from my yeah. understanding of it, it's like, as soon as you have kind of like a relationship, you know, when you, when you're with someone and you just want them to have the best thing possible, you know, like you want to give them the best, I would feel like it's kind of like that with kids, except like dialed up. 10 times, you know what I mean? Just because, you know, they're literally from you. They're your offspring. Like you want to make sure that they don't go through the same problems you did. You know, they are, uh, you know, stable, they can eat all that stuff. So I, I, I would assume that that's kind of like how it feels. Yeah. Just to give them the best life. Yeah. I just want to say thank you again to the audience for listening to the Raw Life podcast. It's been a pleasure having Dan on. We've talked about the good, the bad, and it turns out one of us is going to another country because we're going to go crazy <laughs> holding hands together. That's yeah, what I've got right. from this. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Just want to say, Dan, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on here. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I also have a podcast. And I'm going to plug that. It's called Across the Pond. Uh, it's pretty much the same thing as this, except it's it's not necessarily as question heavy. It's more of like a, a natural conversation. Not to say that this isn't. But, you know, it's very directed with questions, which which is beautiful. I, I love it. Uh, but mine's just more um, not as question heavy. Uh, so if you want to do that, it's available on everything across the pond. But I just want to say, Dan, thank you again. It's been a pleasure. It really yeah, is. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. It was, it was a really good time. I would love to love to do this again, if anything. But 